Hey, what's going on, y'all? This is Tory Smith, and we're back with Trending Thoughts. It's been a while. I've been telling y'all for months, which turned into a couple of years at this point, that I'm bringing the podcast back, and now is the perfect time. I want to say thank you to my brother, Adam Vasquez, for getting me going with Herd Pods, uh, but we've now switched over to Not For Long Media, and uh, it's all good, man. So Adam, that's my guy, that's my dog, um, helped me get this thing going when I was interested in it, and now I'm ready to pick up this thing and keep it rolling. But y'all, I'm going to get straight to it. You know, it's been some time going on. A lot has changed in a couple of years. If you follow me on social media, at ToriSmithWR, you'll see that, you know, coaching, doing things in the community, and the family's growing, the kids are getting big. So we'll start there. Quick little updates. You know, TJ, Cam, and Coco are now nine, six, and Coco is four. And they're doing track in the middle of their busy season. Um, the latest update community-wise is that, you know, the rec center over at Hilton Rec that we've been running, the Baltimore Ravens are coming in, putting $20 million into the project, partnering with the Boys and Girls Club. I'm going to change it to one of the best places in Baltimore City. I'm extremely excited about that. Uh, it was just a small little idea back then, um, and to see where it's going is special. Um, and I want to say thank you to Aaron Maven, Kamate, Asia, all the people that have been there on the daily, making sure it's running smoothly. And we've been keeping it going, man. Just progress, working, coaching with the East Howard County Jaguars and Level 82, uh, 707 organization, which has really been taking off. As you can see behind me, I am not home. I am not in my office. I'm not anywhere. I'm in California right now, and we're getting ready to play in the OT7 circuit. And I'm excited about that. You know, when it comes to 707, OT7 has created a brand for themselves to be the big dog in the seven on seven circuit right now and get to play against the best of the best, only 12 teams. We won a tournament that we needed to win on the East Coast. And now we're excited to go compete against the best of them, man. I'm excited about it. Um, it's a great opportunity and definitely don't take it lightly. But on that note, this first podcast, I could have started with the family. I could have started with the community, but I got to go with the now, man. We're talking about football. We're talking about finding your home. It is June. These youngins are out there taking their official visits. Several of the players on my teams are doing it and multiple guys all over. This is that time of the year. What's an official visit? When you have your opportunity to officially go to whatever school's recruiting you and they can cover your expenses and you really get the details and get the feel for what it's like to truly be a student athlete on that campus. And this is important to me right now because I know I'm talking to so many different young student athletes that are asking for advice and asking for guidance. And I feel like I really kind of give the true game to the boys on my level 82 team, but I need to spread that, you know, out a little bit because just like every other athlete watching it, I was in your shoes and that process wasn't easy, right? It, it, it's for sure taxing, it's stressful, trying to find out where your college home is gonna be. And if you're lucky enough to be one of the kids that can get an official visit, that can get a scholarship offer, that's amazing. But it's a process and it's multiple ways in which this process and this journey looks to get an opportunity to play at the next level. We're going to start with the guys that are getting recruited, the guys that are taking the official visit. How do you know where is home? 
that's something that you see all the time. All these coaches, all these kids, they're posting, is this home? Their little memes, their little cool little pictures they get to take on their visits. But the reality of it is, that's not a simple question to answer. And for me, I remember going through that process myself way back in Stafford High School, uh, way back in 2007, not that long ago, but I mean, we've had our, we've had our 10 year reunion plus. So at this point it has been a little bit of time, but uh, that, that going back to that process, you know, it, it was definitely stressful. You know, my career got started. It wasn't really a pretty thing, right? I was playing well at Stafford High School, playing quarterback, playing defensive back. And then I ended up going and breaking my leg, playing basketball, going into my junior year. So for any young athlete, they know you're going into your junior year, it's huge. You would like to have coaches on your radar. In a perfect world, you would like to have scholarship opportunities. And I was on my way to that as a prospect. Well, then I go break my leg playing basketball and it's crickets. So now for the first time in my life, I'm hurt. I'm literally days away from what I feel like I'm gonna earn my first scholarship going to the University of Virginia. All I have to do is really show up. I was gonna do everything they asked me to do. I was gonna run fast. I was gonna do all of those things and it never happened. And I was crushed because if you ask me, if you can go on back, I always say, my definition of success is stability, right? And I always felt like that adventure itself, that adventure itself really started with me going out and earning the scholarship. I knew my mom couldn't pay for it, right? It was gonna be military or scholarship and I wanted to go out there and get it done. And I blew that opportunity by getting hurt. So my situation was less than ideal. And when you go through that recruiting process, if you would have asked me way back then, I would have said, I wanna go as far away as possible from home. That's what I had in my mind. But really that was more of an immature mindset of really thinking about just being tired of my brothers and sisters. The reality of it is a few hours away is more than enough, especially you learn as you get older, you know, it's cool to be able to get close enough and to have your family around. But for me, again, I had no idea what that looked like. You asked me, I would have said UCLA, USC, I wanna go far. But I knew when it boiled down to it, there was really one place that I really kind of wanted to go. Well, two. I wanted to kind of stay close to home and I wanted to represent the state of Virginia. So you talk about UVA and Virginia Tech. I grew up a Hokie fan. So y'all know I like to troll all the Virginia Tech fans out there, but anyone that's from Colonia Beach, I think it's kind of poured into you a little bit because of Coach Steve Swope, uh, the PE teacher back then down there, pouring it on everybody that's a student athlete. You kind of go through uh, the Hokie train back down there. But also my favorite player was Michael Vick. I played quarterback growing up, so Vic was my guy. I wanted to be a Hokie. That was the first place I had the opportunity to experience watching the game. I was getting recruited by them, and again, that was where I wanted to be. But unfortunately, <laughs> I got hurt. And I don't even really say it's unfortunate. I think it's really happened for a reason. I got hurt, and it made me think of different options. So I get hurt going into my junior year, break my leg. The following year, I run the 40 time that's needed for me to earn that scholarship. And there was only one coach and one school that really stuck to their words about me being healthy and doing what I needed to do. And that was the University of Maryland Terrapins, their head coach, Ralph Regan, but more importantly, their recruiting coordinator, Tom Bratton, the offensive line coach, Coach Bratton. He would come by the school. I was hurt. He's visiting. And he always showed love, as the youngins like to say. They showed love. And for Coach Bratton, that's really what it boiled down to for me. I went out there to Maryland for the first time and I saw a campus 
that for the first time, I was like, wait, the school's not out in the country. It's not in the mountains, right? I grew up in Colonial Beach, Virginia, lived up in Fredericksburg. And so it's like, you kind of get tired of having to drive far. Fredericksburg's nice, but you got tired of having to drive far to get the basic things, right? And I had a real appreciation for having things around you. And I had no idea the University of Maryland had those things. So when I went there, combined with the fact that I wanted to major in criminal justice, and the University of Maryland had one of the best degrees in the country at the time, and also knowing that, again, I was going to college so I could earn more money, so I can get a great job. Where do you graduate from? Where are these jobs? They're in the DMV area. So to me, it was a no-brainer to go to the University of Maryland. We're playing great ball in the ACC at the time. The ACC is not what it used to be, but the ACC back then was jumping. It was tough. It was hard. It was competitive. And for me, again, it all worked out. My major was taken care of. The location was taken care of. And I was thinking so far past football, you just give me an opportunity to play. I'm going to take care of everything else. And for me, that's really how I made my decision. But I know it's not that simple, right? I know it's not that simple, but I want to make sure that I'm able to give you guys some tools to help you to move forward. Now, my journey, again, is going to be different from yours. It's going to be different from the next person. But I would start off by saying, as a student athlete, don't fall for the bait. Don't take the cheese, all right? When you're getting recruited, these coaches tell you everything that you want to hear. It's like dating, right? These coaches are going to give you all kinds of game. They're going to tell you how good you look. They're going to tell you how much they love you. They're going to tell you how much they need you. But they're telling that same thing to everyone else. And they hope that they get you in the process. Right? And so it's important for you to be able to see through the fluff. I can't say that enough because so many guys fall into the trap of, man, the coach is telling me this, telling me that. The coach loves it. We have a great relationship. Yes, you will have a great relationship with your coaches. You will. But I can promise you. 99% of these coaches, you will not talk to more as a player than you did when you were a recruit. And let me say that again. The coach that you're testing all the time, he's getting back to you. You're excited about it. When you get on campus, your coach will not communicate with you that much, right? Because their job is to get you to their school. Once you get there, it's their job to help develop, develop, develop you. But also at the same time, they don't want to babysit you, right? You need to make sure you're taking care of your business on your end. If not, that relationship with the coach that you love is going to be one that you're really going to hate because it changes when their family is on the line, right? I tell people, it's, recruiting has always been transactional, right? You give me a scholarship, I'm coming to play for you. That's how it's always worked. They give you a scholarship, you come represent them. Super simple, right? It's complicated a little bit more now. But now I'm telling you what I need to do because I think you're going to help this team succeed. Ultimately, as a coach, I think you're going to be able to help me get into a better position, right? But let's be honest here. Depending on your school, if your coach is the head coach at a smaller school, everyone wants to be promoted in their job. There's nothing wrong with that either. Absolutely nothing wrong with it. So when you think about your coach and what they mean to you, please understand this. You cannot make your decision on college based on one person. You cannot base your decision on one person. And the one person that I'm more so referring to than anyone is the position coach. All right? Because if I'm Torrey Smith and I'm the quarterback's coach, 
at the University of Fredericksburg, making it up. And I'm the quarterback's coach here. My ultimate goal is to be a coordinator, an offensive coordinator. My goal from there is to obviously be a head coach. That's just how it works. I need you in order to get there. So understand how this relationship works, right? It's completely transactional and you need each other. But at the same time, your coaches will not be talking to you as much as they did when you were a recruit because they don't have to. You're on campus. They have you now. They got you, right? Their job is to help you develop and be better on the field, right? So understand that. Please don't take that cheese. Understand really when you're making this decision, it has to boil down to the most important things, right? You talk about being a student athlete, right? Student comes first. You talk about your school, how does that major fit for you, right? What, what can you do with that major and what are your plans? You can't go in thinking, hey, I'm going to major in this and not have an idea of what you want to do. Start thinking, right? This is your first decision in, in adulthood. Think about exactly what you want to do. So then when you go and you're talking and you're going on your visits and you're talking with coaches, especially at your official visit, this is my plan. How are you going to help me do it? And let me tell you something here again. These coaches are going to tell you the most basic stuff as to how they're going to support your mission, right? And what you want to accomplish. Make sure they're giving you some concrete evidence, man. Please. Don't just say, yeah, we have great support staff. Everyone has great support staff. Right, we're gonna make sure you're doing this. Ask some harder questions, right? Have you had a player that's majored in the same major as me? What are they doing now? Current players, how are they doing in this major now? How are they growing? Players that have graduated, what are they doing now? Right, what did your school do to help me with my major get a job? Right, these are real things that you have to start asking these coaches and you can't keep settling for the most blanket statements. Because I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, up until really probably the last five years or so, 99% of these schools stunk at making sure their players were set after football. So you need to hold their feet to the fire to make sure that they're doing every single thing they can to make sure that same love that they're showing you is applied to you as you transition into the real world. They need to have, they, everyone wants to talk about their resources, their connections, their network. Again, up until the last five to 10 years, the majority of these colleges did absolutely nothing for their athletes to go out and be connected. So it's worthless. Don't take the cheese. Hold their feet to the fire and make sure that you're going to be in a position to set yourself up as a former athlete, right? Because it's not a matter of if, but when. We all know this game's going to end. Make sure you have a plan with your degree and that you can go out there and take care of business because we all know. In this world, you speak to any adult that graduated from college, a lot of people are stuck, right? Due to our economy right now. Sometimes the job rates and opportunities aren't there the same way. So what does it boil down to? Everyone has that paper, right? It's about who you know. Make sure your university has evidence and is putting you in places to make sure that you can use their network in order to go out and be more than just a football player. Uh, lifestyle. When you go to these schools, everyone wants to talk about the party and the social life. How does that matter to you? How does that fit for you, right? How's the culture there? How's the culture there of that school? Is that a place that you see yourself being on your worst day? That's a really important thing to know. Because I know for myself, being at the University of Maryland, that was a school where I felt like 
if my leg was broken again and I couldn't play football, I could still go here. Matter of fact, I would still want to go here. And I can list reasons for why that mattered to me. All right? Again, the major, the environment, the culture. The University of Maryland, to me, was an eye-opener to me because I grew up my entire life basically only knowing black and white, right? And a few members of the Latina community, the Latinx community in our area that, I mean, I, it was just new to me, right? When I went to the University of Maryland, my first dorm in Allegheny on the south side of campus was a whole room of Jewish women across from us. I learned more about their culture then than I had ever knew in my previous 18 years of life before I went to the University of Maryland. Right. I go there again. I'm black. I'm African-American. I go there and I'm meeting folks from Africa, Nigeria. All over the place. East African, Ethiopia, like so many different parts of the country, South Africa. Like, I'm, I'm, it's just crazy. Like the diversity of the school was amazing to me. Right. I learned something new about different people every single year. And I always felt like there was room for you. Right, even though the University of Maryland was a PWI, a public white institution, the the black population there was larger than the HBCU, and that to me was an eye opener for me. And I had I always felt like I belonged on that campus. Not to mention, you're also in Prince George's County, which is one of the largest black counties in the country, if not the largest. Um, so lifestyle matters. You know, again, would you want to be there on your worst day? Um, I'd say the connections too. Right. I say the connections, and these are all things that really kind of apply to the straight up student aspect, the connections. Oh, a lot of these coaches are going to tell you about their connections. You need to make sure that you're able to really see the fruits of what they're telling you, right? What's your, what does your access look like with these connections? It doesn't matter if I go to the University of Maryland and you know you're connected in the DMV area, there are Terps everywhere, and I have no way to access them. I don't go to any networking events, right? The football team isn't setting me up. That would be a problem. That's not the case for them right now currently, but that would be a problem, right? And the majority of schools do not do anything for their student athletes. They tell you about this network, but they don't let you tap into it. So make sure that you're being proactive on your side to see what that looks like again and ask for examples, all right? Um, student athletes, simply from the football perspective. Now, we talked about lifestyle-wise and how that's important, your major, your lifestyle, connections. But let's go back and talk about what most of you really care about, which should be second for a reason, um, is the student athlete opportunity, the system. Everyone wants to talk about the system, right? If I was a wide receiver, I probably wouldn't want to go to the old school Georgia Tech offense where they were running the offense, right? Being a receiver. Now, they've also had two of the best receivers that have played in a long time come out of there. But the reality of it is, is that you want to go to a place that fits you as a football player. And in order to do that, you have to know who you are as a player and what opportunities exist, right? Um, how do I belong in there? Talk to your high school coaches. All right, the college coaches are recruiting you for a reason. Make sure they tell, they tell you how they see you fitting in because they definitely have a plan for you, even if it's a plan that you don't know about yet, <laughs> right? I remember going, uh, one of the last times I went up to Virginia Tech, I remember Coach Beamer 
uh, one of the greatest coaches of all time, sizing me up a little bit. I grew like two, three inches out of nowhere, gained some weight. You know, I was going to play receiver in um, college, in my mind. Grew up playing quarterback, but I was going to play receiver in college. Coach Beamer goes, man, you're starting to look like a fine safety. And I'm like, I ain't playing safety. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, but it just goes to show sometimes people can tell you that you're coming in at one thing and they can move you to another. So make sure you ask for all options so that you can get it out there so that you're able to communicate with your coaches and know exactly where they see you fitting in. So therefore, you're not blindsided because that can ruin your experience like no other. Um, development. That's a key word that you hear every single coach say. We're going to develop you. We're going to develop you. What does that mean? What does that mean? Every team has a good strength and nutrition program, right? Every team. Every team has coaches that know football, right? Well, you hope, most of them, all right? But what does that mean? What does development mean? Just because you're a coach doesn't mean you're developing anything. Ask for evidence. Who have you developed? What's the product of your work? Right? That's on the individual player, too. And sometimes it matters to have those guys. But who have you developed? That's an important question to ask. Because if you go and you're an offensive lineman, and you say, hey, we're going to develop you to be this great offensive lineman. Okay, well, who have you had experience with? Right? What would they say about you? And use your network, yo. Use your network. Y'all live in the Instagram era where you can literally DM a player. Seriously, you can DM a player. How did it work out for you? You'd be surprised. Athletes like to look out for each other. They want to give you the game. All right, so make sure you're asking for evidence and that they present you with it. Don't fall for the trap of, yeah, we develop our guys. Let me see the evidence. And on those lines of being a student athlete and also putting it all together, really kind of summing that up a little bit, is that it's important for you to do your research, right? See people for how you see them. Don't see them for how someone else sees them. You know how you go out here and you have a person in your school or on your team or whatever, family member, and you might hear somebody say, man, I hate this guy, right? And then you go and figure out, you're like, man, they aren't all bad, right? That hasn't been my experience with them. I would encourage you to go out and to look at and to talk to people that love their experience and guys that hated it, right? With the transfer portal here now, guys leave left and right. Talk to some players that have played with the coaches that you're currently thinking about going to the school with, whatever, whoever you're visiting on your list. Talk to players that go there, which they will glad you, gladly give you the, the information to. But also find some players that transferred out specifically in your room and ask why did they leave. Again, you're going to hear from someone that's probably not happy with their situation, and you're going to hear from people that love it there. Make your own opinion of it, right? Because I think there's a little bit of truth to everything. Now, I only have maybe one coach in my entire life where I don't think someone hated their guts, right? And I think that might have been Ron Rivera. I think every other coach I've had, I think every I can count a plenty of players that absolutely hate their guts, right? And the truth is, just because I don't know some people that maybe didn't hate Coach Rivera doesn't mean it didn't happen. Every coach has players that hate them, right? So you have to figure out where that fits in and where you fit in. You have to be able to see through it. I think when it boils down to it, sometimes we take too much into account of what one player may say. What I've learned from my experience and why I don't do that is that you got to ask why they don't like a person. 
typically it's because something happened, right? Why don't we like most people that are around us? Someone did something that rubbed you the wrong way. Well, these coaches, again, they're not going to be the same as when they're recruiting you. Once you're in their building and they need you to be on your stuff and you're not, you're not doing your job as a player, you're not doing your job as a student, you're going to hate them. I promise you, you will. They're going to be annoying. They're going to be on you. They're going to be hard. They're going to be fake. You're going to feel all of that, all the emotions, if you're not doing your job. So a person that's not doing their job, of course, they're going to feel that way, right? Talk to somebody that's doing everything right, right? Talk to somebody that hasn't had any issues with the decision, right? Like, make sure you're doing your homework, then make your decision, right? Don't judge people based off of one person and their experience. Try to gather as much as you can. I can't echo that enough. Lastly, and summing up my session about how to deal with uh, the recruiting process, these visits and these coaches, and really the honest truth that y'all need to hear is you need to make these coaches prove to you what they're selling. All right? Make them prove to you what they're selling. Because again, it sounds really good to say, hey, my kids are here. We graduate our athletes. Okay, where do they go after you graduate? All right, cool. So are all of them getting jobs or just some of them, right? These are real things. And it's coming from a personal place because I know so many of the guys that I went to school with and guys that even I trained with at the NFL Combine that have transitioned into their second phase of life and their university is nowhere around. Their coaches are nowhere around. All right, so I'm telling you this because it's personal to me. Make sure you're taking advantage of your opportunities there, but also make these pro- these coaches prove to you what they're talking and what they're selling. Um, NIL, right? NIL. I love it and I hate it at the same time. And here's why. I love the NIL because if you would have told me I could have had a couple of dollars while still playing, I would have loved it. Made my college experience so much better, right? But I hate it because it's kind of watering down college football a little bit. It's pay for play. It's always been transactional, but it's it's really bad now. Um, and I love that for the players, but I hate it for the game because now you can basically buy your teams if your school has enough support. And for the cool the schools that don't have enough support, like it's getting it's going to be a more watered down product. It takes away the biggest advantage of recruiting in the past which was relationships. Relationships mean nothing when you have dollars, right? Relationships mean nothing when you have dollars. And that's a shame. That's a shame. Um, NIL is an important thing, right? We want to talk about dollars. But also, I would tell you, as a person that's been in a position that did not come from money, didn't learn about money until they really started making it, is that NIL should not be the only reason why you choose a school. Go through all of the things before that I stated, the networking, the communication, right? The the scheme fit. Go through all of those things and make your decision. And then if the numbers are crazy far apart and your schools are close, then maybe the money can influence it a little bit. But understand, that little bit of money, depending on what the difference may be between school A and school B, is not going to be the difference in the long run. I promise you. It will not be the difference. Because yes, you will have an amazing start for a 22, 23-year-old kid. Absolutely. 
if football doesn't work out beyond college, right? But at the same time, you can get yourself into a worse situation because of money that we're starting to learn more and more. It's not what they tell you it is. You have to go out there and earn it. So you can't be focused on the wrong things. You may be at this number up here this year, and it may drop the next year if you're not on your job. All right, so keep the main thing the main thing. Pick your school for the school and let money be second. All right, because I understand it can be a game changer for families, but again, it can't be the end all be all. And also, lastly, when you have these opportunities, understand that you're blessed. Right? To be a part of that 1% is truly special. It's truly special, man. I, I, I get emotional thinking about how it's changed my life simply having the opportunity to get a scholarship, to earn my degree. And everything else after that has been a bonus, right? The NFL was never my number one goal at all. But sleep well, understanding that you have an opportunity that not a lot of other people get to go out, to earn a scholarship, to continue to play the game that you play since you're a kid. And again, to chase some great things with a unit, it's nothing like it, man. Getting that degree, playing ball, is truly a special experience. But as you go through it, make sure you're selfish, right? Recruits, please make sure that you're selfish. Because I promise you, these coaches, when it matters the most, they're going to look out for them. You're just a body. You're just a number. And the same thing that they're telling you this year, they're going to be telling someone else that the next day in the following year. So make sure you're selfish in looking out for you. All right? That's it for me. First episode, wrapping it up, talking about just to simply the college experience, man. And it means the world. So athletes, I'm telling you right now, don't hesitate to reach out to me personally. Hit the DMs if you got questions. Hit up the level 82 page if you have questions. Because if I don't respond, somebody else will. You know, we need to make sure that we're moving in the right direction and that we're, we're really building ourselves up as student athletes. And for those that have dreams of being young student athletes, make sure you're focused on the main thing, your grades first. Don't look past anything else but your grades, and taking care of business on that field, doing the little things right, all right? We got OT7 this week, y'all. Y'all wish us luck. Y'all tune in. It's going to be on YouTube. Y'all check out that OT7 page. And until then, y'all drop some questions on the podcast. Let us know what the next topic is going to be. Let's get to it. Trending thoughts. <laughs>